Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording and uh, this is the Kaiju Transmissions podcast. As always, I am your host uh, out there in the podcast realm. You know me as Bird. With me is my gracious co-host Matt. Hey, everybody! Yeah, there you go. Uh, And with us, um, uh, if you've listened to a lot of my other podcasts, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Uh, we have our friend Eric. How's it going? I'm also known as King Ghidorah on a lot of different forums. Um, and uh, yes, so we are here for the last and final installment of our Godzilla series uh, recap, where we've just gone through all the Godzilla movies, and... Um, Obviously, we have not seen the new movie, so we are cutting it off at Godzilla 2014. That brings us into the legendary uh, era. Um, now, do you remember back in like the early 2000s when um, Yoshimitsu Bano, the director of Godzilla vs. the Smog Monster, wouldn't stop talking about this 3D Godzilla movie he wanted to do? I do remember that, actually. And I remember the uh, horrible press releases, and it was like she <laughs> will. <laughs> I was referring to guys that like she will um, fight something like in Africa or South America, and people like lost their minds. Like, what do you mean she? Like, it's gonna be a female Godzilla, and just uh, oh, yeah. There was some weird press release that was all in like broken English, <laughs> yeah. where he fights a giant skull pollution monster called Deathla. It was gonna be a forty-five minute IMAX film. Um, but uh, that type of IMAX movie was really on its way out at this point. And, uh, uh, you know, he had the okay from Toho. They said, hey, if you can get some people to put money into this, go ahead. We're not having anything to do with it. Um, so for... And I was at G-Fest the year that he was really going off about this stuff. Um, uh, he was the guest that year. And this movie sounded crazy. But... Um, bless his crazy little heart, uh, however you feel about him or his, his work, um, he, he was persistent and he kept going and going and going and just, he pitched to everybody that he could find, uh, which led the, it led him to a meeting with the, the good folks at Legendary Pictures who, uh, you know, probably most notable for the, uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, 
Um, and Thomas Tull, who runs Legendary Pictures, was like, ooh, Godzilla, you know, that's something we haven't really uh, touched in a while. The last American movie wasn't very good. Um, he was a big fan, and he said, you know, let's do it. So Legendary uh, went to Toho um, after they were meeting, met with Bano, and they said, hey, uh, Bano says... Um, you guys were looking for something, and we're interested in doing a Godzilla, a, a Godzilla movie. And so Toho um, uh, lent them the rights, and uh, that brought us Godzilla 2014. So we, we should thank Yoshimitsu Bano, because without him, this whole renewed interest in Godzilla wouldn't have even happened, um, which is ironic, because... Uh, after Godzilla vs. Hedera turned out so weird, Tanaka told him, you're not doing another Godzilla movie. And all these years later, he's the one that brought Godzilla back to the masses, more or less. Um, obviously, you know, once once the rights to got sold off to Legendary, you know, people grew the project from there. But it all started with him. Um and uh, he he stayed on board as uh, as a producer on the movie as well, um, and I know that uh, he um, had a lot of meetings with Gareth Edwards, and um, you know got along well with everybody uh, at Legendary. So um, uh, Gareth Edwards, who uh, had directed Monsters, um, which is a really low-key little indie movie, um, kind of a road movie that kind of just happens to take place in a world where giant monsters are taking over. Um, uh, I like that movie, by the way. I don't know if you have to see it I do, or not. too. Uh, opinions are mixed, mostly because it is, um, if you're familiar with the term mumblecore, which is used to be depict very um, improv kind of dramatic um, uh, indie movies. It's kind of a mumblecore version of a sci-fi movie, but um, he made it for, I think, $500,000, did all the effects himself, and so much of that movie uh, he did on his laptop, you know, all the backgrounds, all that stuff, and it, all the CG he did himself on his laptop. Um, just really... Pretty much the the most pure kind of guerrilla indie low budget filmmaking you can think of, uh, and uh, he brought a really unique visual sense to the to Godzilla twenty fourteen um, as well, uh, and you know from there the casting got rolled out. Um, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson from Kick Ass, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, Brian Cranston, Ken Watanabe. Um, Sally Hawkins, Juliette Binoche. I mean, you have like big Oscar winning, um, really talented people involved, which I mean, right there, it's, you know, it's telling you that they're, they're, they're taking it seriously. And, um, this movie had a lot of expectations, um, and, uh, people's mileage with this movie kind of varies, but, uh, we will dig into that. Um, can you guys believe that this movie's already over two years old? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel that old to me. <laughs> like it feels like I just saw it two days ago. Remember, Legendary acquired the rights in like two thousand nine or something, and I remember how long that wait seemed. <laughs> yeah, and then like we were just sitting there waiting and waiting, and they made the announcement. They had that crazy looking 
Godzilla poster, and then they did the the teaser trailer, which was pretty awesome, with like the 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 buildings kind of falling, with then Godzilla like roaring in the background. That was pretty sweet. Yeah, that that leaked um, Comic Con that that teaser trailer, like the, or the mood piece, as they call it. Um, like I always thought that like the the Oppenheimer quote would be like perfect for a Godzilla trailer, and like oh my god. They're they're actually doing it like, and they're gonna they're take it back to its, his nuclear origins, and they're really gonna make like a horror movie. It sounded like, and that's uh, not quite. That's not, not what quite we got at all. Which, um, uh, well, I mean, anyone listening to this is, I feel like if there's any Godzilla movie that a lot of people have seen right now, it's gonna be this one. But, uh, you know, the 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 plot involves. Um, uh, these parasitic creatures that used to prey on Godzilla's, um, basically getting awoken by, you know, it's always humans screwing around with stuff, so they're digging for, for plutonium, and that wakes them up, and um, that, that, those are the MUTOs, uh, and the larval MUTO burrows its way to a nuclear uh, plant and kills everyone there, including Brian Cranston's wife, and he's kind of been a loony ever since. Um, and uh, turns out the Muto is actually looking for another Muto so they can mate, and this wakes up Godzilla, who uh, they stuck with the original origin, the 54 origin, which which is just it's a prehistoric dinosaur left over from the Jurassic Age and um, nuclear testing has woke him up, and he's been around ever since. Um, and it was it was really funny when they announced that as his origin. Fans flipped out, but it, it's like, <laughs> like, have you seen the original movie? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Like, we'll talk yeah. about fan double standards um, when we start talking about Godzilla himself, but. Um, but that was hilarious, and and I I think that's also because Godzilla has been reinvented so many times that you almost kind of some people probably almost forget um, the scene in the original where Yamane is explaining where Godzilla came from because since then Godzilla has been so many things. Godzilla has been a superhero. He's been um, a mutated dinosaur, which again that didn't come in until 1991, um, and then he's been. Uh, you know, a, co- a, a collection of ghosts or whatever the hell in GMK. He's yeah, he's been an iguana. So, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of forget that his origin really was that simple. That hey, this is a dinosaur that got woken up by by you guys messing around. Um, and uh, I mean, from there, it's just uh, the Mutos are going around sucking up nuclear energy, and Godzilla is kind of following along. Um, uh, so, um, well, I guess we'll, we'll just start by saying, like, what, what are you guys, two years later now, how, how do you guys feel about, about this movie, and just where, where it falls, um, in the series, and, and, you know, just what, what's your mileage, two years later, after all the hype, all the build-up, it's all over. You've had a chance to rewatch it on DVD or whatever at home. I mean, where where does this sit with you guys right now? Um, can I go first here? Because I always have to share this story of how um, 
Yeah. I saw this film. Eric, So I would yes. love if you went first. <laughs> Me too, man. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, 2014, um, just started grad school. My wife and I have a little bit of money saved up, and we're like, hey. Uh, at that time, my um, mom and dad are, are living in Okinawa, and we're like, hey, let's go visit them for the summer. And so we picked like May because some events happen and we really uh, – we have a very small window when we can actually go. And I was like, oh, man, Godzilla's going to open in Japan in like July. So I won't get my lifelong dream to go see a Godzilla film in Japan. But, you know, whatever. Japan's cool. Just I, I want to go. Um, so the day we get there, uh, they live on a military installation. Um, uh, we're going to like the, the on-base shopping uh, sort of center – and I see this huge banner, and it's saying uh, "free advanced screening." You know, it's the Godzilla poster, and it's the day before we're supposed to leave. And I just lost my shit. So we went in there, got grabbed a ticket, and uh, you know, almost that entire time we're in Japan for like a week and a half. I'm like, just you know, and trying to enjoy the time while also like I, I'm gonna get a chance to see a Godzilla movie in Japan. Not only that, but in an advanced screening that um, before anyone else will get to see it, uh, and and I'll actually get to understand it. <laughs> Unlike some people who are seeing Shin Godzilla now, you know, I'll actually immediately know what I think of the film. Uh, it's just the perfect event. So the day comes, we camp out like three hours early. <laughs> We're the second uh, group of people there. Um, and watch the movie and i kind of had the same sort of similar situation that you had bird where you're with a bunch of people who are kind of not fans and so they're just kind of looking at you the entire time sort of trying to gauge your reaction and it kind of it's weird isn't it weird it is man that's exactly <laughs> what happened to me like i went with a group of people and some of them like they they just wanted to go to see me fan, exactly fanboy out and I'm like, man, you you guys are making me feel kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I was with family, and they were, they were there to be supportive and just like kind of in, like enjoy the experience with me. So it was it was cool. But um, I, I remember thinking like they um, at the time liked it more than than I did because I thought it was okay. I thought every scene that Godzilla was in was like was gold. But I remember there's just moments in that movie where I was just like, you can. You're not gonna go there, and then they went there. Like um, the moment, I, I still—it's one of my top five most hated moments in Godzilla movies ever. When Ford and Godzilla like share that like <laughs> "I feel you, bro" look. People are so yes or no on that scene. Yeah, some people because like, some people love it, and like uh, you and also my my co-host on "If It Bleeds," Trev. The two of you hate it. You guys took me out of the movie. Yeah, you it still takes me out. Of the movie. Hate like hate, thought that was the dumbest scene, and I I still don't really like. I don't get why that scene connects to so many people. I, I think it's retarded. It's, it's, <laughs> not, it's the worst. It is not the character mm -hmm. at all, man. Like to me, what that scene should have been is that scene from Godzilla vs King Ghidorah, where he just like you think you're having this moment, and then he just <laughs> nukes the building you're in, like. <laughs> Yeah, that that was Andy Serkis, you know, God bless him. He he understands like the Western version of what, what a monster is and what, a you know, what Kong his, his yeah. was Kong was even a little bit of emo. emo come on, let's face it. Like he refused <laughs> to have him eat people like him. And well, Peter I, Jackson. Well, um, I mean, I, 
I mean, I, I think I speak for all of us when I say like we we all love Andy Serkis. Um, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, but sure. he he that was that scene was his awesome. idea, and um, I, I he was off. And yeah, yeah. I, I felt like it felt flat. Uh, it, and I mean, again, no disrespect to Andy Serkis, but I am kind of glad we're getting away from the more soft. Oh, he's just an ape version of King Kong, and back yeah. to something a monstrous terrifying version of king kong i i think that honestly probably going all the way back from king kong escapes through now kong has kind of been like a misunderstood teddy bear and he should have a sensitive side but um yeah yeah i yeah. mean it's time to go back and make him scary again but yeah so, I, this the, yeah this the, that scene that that the andy circus scene where he he looks at ford is just I, feel, I, I guess I kind of see why. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it really does work, but I, for me and probably for you guys too. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it probably says something that that scene did connect with so many fans. But I, I still really don't get why. I yeah. wouldn't even be able to get, begin to guess. So that scene, and then the scene where um, at the end, <laughs> and I call it the the uh, the Spider Man closer, like. It's literally like lifted out of a Spider-Man movie where like, you know, every Spider-Man movie, at least so far, it ends with him like triumphant, triumphant music, him swinging through the city, like landing on a flagpole. And like, it's just like the same sort of thing. And Godzilla basically has that moment where like he's starting to march out and this heroic music starting to play. Everyone's cheering. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, please just, just stop. And then like. I literally remember thinking, like, okay, you know what would be the funniest and the worst thing that they could do right now is just <laughs> King of the Monsters on, like, a television screen. And then they did it. I was like, oh, this this movie, what is it? What is it? Just, uh. I love that so, ending, man. I don't care what y'all what, what y'all say. I love that. I, I actually hated that, too, by the way. Yeah, so between that and I really... question mark, too? That was the other thing. Yeah. I was like, question mark? Is this, like, the... Godzilla 2000 thing where they like the question mark in the middle or whatever that was. Yeah. So um, between that and the blue ball effect, um, the, the the first one I I don't mind, the second one I hate. Um, and then my so I remember um, as soon as I was like literally like leaving the the movie, I think I got like an iPad or something. I was um, messaging Bird like, hey man. <laughs> share it with the people like it's not going to be a disaster the gills aren't a factor you know <laughs> and he, he did like a facebook post he posted on, on monster zero and um and then I, I did like a little bit of a post like on like one of like the takarada pages or something and this kind of and basically what i said is is you know it's a pretty solid movie whenever godzilla's on the screen it's amazing Keep your expectations in line. You need it. What they're selling you is a completely different experience than what you're getting. Godzilla is the good guy. You haven't seen him like this since the 70s. And I got like chased out of the village like a damn Frankenstein <laughs> monster. <laughs> I remember that post actually now that you mentioned it. They, you they did. You got flamed. They, they flamed me so hard. They deleted it. They said I was lying. They said all this Aww. other stuff. I was just like, look, man, I was trying to share something with you guys. Like, I saw the movie. I'm not even trying to spoil I like all I, that's all I said. I, just, I don't think it's that big of a thing. But the mods like deleted my post. They just they're like calling me names like to my face like 
in front of everybody like oh listen listen to this ass clown like try to um spoil the movie for us you probably didn't even see it blah 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 i'm just like oh my god like Damn. this fandom <laughs> is the worst <laughs> so <laughs> so that combined with you know kind of getting off that initial high of seeing godzilla movie in japan like i did mellow on the movie for a while and I had to see it again on home video, which I still maintain. I know Bird, you have a perfect um, version of it that is not dark at all, but my version on man, my you screen. Guys, you guys' TV is messed up, man. <laughs> whatever. My, <laughs> whatever. Like, BS I can barely see it. But um, I've, I've gone back and forth. I've still, I think, had a through line of I've maintained that Godzilla is freaking, for the most part, so besides those two scenes, he is the best we've seen him in probably at least 10 to 15 years, if not more. Um, he's solid. Uh, the Hawaii scene is top five for me if, as far as Godzilla entrances. Yeah. And um, with, with the Hawaii scene, I actually, um, well, well, with, uh, cause I know that a lot of people hate that it cuts away, but I actually think that the, I, I agree with, I don't hate the second time it does it like you do, but I do agree that the first time it works and it even adds like the scene that comes after that even adds like a little bit of levity to it. And, um, I saw that every time I saw the movie, you get a laugh out of that. Yeah. One, the yeah. audience, the audience reacted very well to that. Um, second one, not so much, but the first the only one, reason I don't necessarily mind the second one is that it really doesn't give us too much more too much more time to wait until we actually do no. get into the in hindsight now i don't care yeah but when i first saw it i was like about to, to riot but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's awesome um yeah it's a it's got my my favorite possibly um origin for godzilla um i love I have a soft spot in my heart for gigantis and it's basically that origin lifted you know, the, the, before, you know, there's there's a time of fire and all these monsters that was eating, <laughs> breathe fire and blah, blah, blah. And like that's basically they took that 1950s sort of pseudoscience and just kind of like, you know, uh, updated it just a little bit. And that's what we get for Godzilla. And it's like that's, you know, so it's a, a lot of positive stuff. I I watch it maybe every six months to a year and. Um, depending on the viewing, it goes up or down a little bit, but it's, I'd say it's like a solid, uh, six or a seven out of 10. Yeah. This one, I mean, in a series with this many movies, it, it probably falls square in the middle. Um, but all the compliments you just gave, I, I agree with all of them. Um, uh, I will say, well, I mean, now I guess we're going to get into, you know, the, the the less positive stuff but um uh i think it, it does hold up on repeat viewings but the the problems aren't nec- people are people complain so much about godzilla not having enough screen time in this but i mean god bless whoever this insane person is someone out there totaled the screen time of godzilla in every movie all of them and put it all together and this movie really doesn't have like there's still a lot of movies where he had less screen time or about as much screen time um his screen time is about average in this maybe a little less than average but god people do not shut up about how godzilla oh he's barely in it barely in it barely in it 
but compared to the other Godzilla movies, it's a, it's it's a pretty normal amount of time. Um, and I think that the that complaint is being misdirected. The real issue is that when Godzilla is not on the screen, it's boring. Yeah, the human <laughs> really interactions boring. are boring. Now, for me, the thing that lightens that up a lot is um, the new monsters, the Mutos. They get a lot of scenes sandwiched between the Godzilla scenes and the human stuff, so they kind of keep me entertained while Godzilla's not on the screen, but if you're not a fan of the Mutos or think they're lame or whatever, that's where your mileage is really going to vary. Um, as someone that likes the Mutos and enjoys seeing them on the screen, they they kind of you know make up for the lack of Godzilla during those parts. Um, but yeah, the, the big problem is just the human interaction isn't there. Um, and every time I watch it, I just can't get over it. I, I understand why they killed off Brian Cranston's character early. You know, oh, it's a surprise. It's unexpected. I get that. But the thing is, like, he was not only the best performance in that movie, and I mean, when is that? There's no such thing as bad Brian Cranston, but um, he's also the most complex and interesting character in not only that movie, but out of just in any Godzilla movie, um, I, the character of. Um, of uh, uh, Joe Brody, I believe, is it Joe? Yeah, he's yeah. Um, I I just I I think that character is so cool and so interesting. This guy that's like, um, it's almost kind of like um, the characters in the Tezuka movies who are like have this P PTSD after a monster attack kills someone close to them. But unlike those characters, he's not like out to kill the monster. He's like he wants to know what's going on because there's like a cover up, and not only that, but He's estranged from his son and his grandson, and it's just, I, I, I feel like there was a really good opportunity to tell a story of a father repairing a fractured relationship with his son, um, kind of like an Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade type of thing, and taking him out of the picture so early, just like, I, I can't, I just... I know that they said that they tried different drafts of the script where he stayed, um, that he that he survived, and they couldn't quite get them to work. And, I mean, I was not a screenwriter on this thing. I haven't read those scripts. I can't tell you. But as a viewer, I just feel like the movie loses so much weight once, he, once, once he's gone. And I just can't get over the fact that it was just a, that was just a huge mistake, killing him off. Um, also, the way they do it, it, it's just random. Like, he's suddenly in a bag. Like, <laughs> right. Suddenly, suddenly, <laughs> That's, like, That's like, a hilarious way to put it. He's suddenly in a bag. <laughs> like, he's just in a – and I also hate the fact that, like, Ford is just, like – it doesn't seem like he cares that his father well, passed away. Well, hold on, hold on. Sorry. We're going to get to Ford in a minute. Well, I, I do want to <laughs> add something, though, because, like, okay, so Bird and I um, were fans of, like, creature horror, um, and so – Frank Darabont did a draft on this, who also worked on The Mist, um, which has the one of the pitch blackest of endings ever, the film version. I love that ending. That's a great I do too. Um, I, I'm a sadistic bastard because I, I, I laughed in the theater when I, I had a feeling <laughs> that was coming. I was like, oh, oh you my were God, that guy. Not, yeah, I was like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And like they did it. Like I was just like, oh, my God, these guys sadistic bastards <laughs> <laughs> so um i really thought 
like that opening scene with his wife is like, man, that that's that's definitely a Darabont thing. And I really thought they were going to do some sort of mirror version of um, Sarazawa's sacrifice, where um, you know that's kind of an, a, a sort of a aspect of the Godzilla series, like noble sacrifice and people. You know, it's a very humanist series, actually. When you think about a lot of them, um, and I thought like. That have been perfect to have, you know, even if it's halfway through or whatever, there's some sort of heroic sacrifice to, you know, for science for the sake of humanity, and they just <laughs> ends up in a bag. Yeah. And, so. um, it's just, and I know, like, they said, well, like, you know, he just would have been, like, added weight and just kind of followed Sarazawa around or whatever. And it's like, even if he does that, like, I don't know, the, like, he, that character really had an arc that was set up, I mean, him and Ford both have arcs that are set up in the first act, and because you kill off Cranston, we don't get a chance to experience that. And um, without Cranston there, uh, I mean, Ford really becomes just dead weight. Uh, And I'm going to come out and say it. Ford is the worst human character in any Godzilla movie well, I don't know any human character, period, but the worst lead human character, the worst main human character in any Godzilla movie. Uh, he is just so... His job is just to follow along with the plot and react to things that happen, which is, like, the worst character to follow in anything. Like, um, I mean, it's a way worse movie. The movie's a piece of garbage, but um, I I actually thought, like, like Nick Totopoulos in the TriStar oh, movie... Sh- shut your mouth. Just, just, I'm, no, <laughs> I, I th- he's a better character than Ford. Unfortunately, Bird's right. I mean, like, he's a... He's at least like he has a he has funny. a he has a personality. He's, like, he's at least a little bit humorous. Yeah, he has a personality. He has a sense of humor. He has like his own little weird quirks. Like he's known as the worm guy because he's obsessed with worms. Like <laughs> you couldn't tell me anything about Ford other than oh he's in the military and he has a a wife and a kid and a crazy dad. Like, okay, so I'm not gonna totally defend him. I remember uh, at the time reading like Devin Faraci's review of it. And he's like. It's such a more developed and better character than um, Charlie Hunnam. Pacific Rim. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I disagree. Felt, I felt disagree. the opposite. Yeah. But and I don't um, think I don't think Raleigh in Pacific Rim is really the most well developed. No, but either, I like but, I like Raleigh though. I like yeah. Raleigh. I'm actually a little sad to hear he's not going to be in the sequel. I think him and anyways. Um, but seeing the film, uh, being in the military myself a few times now, and actually seeing it once when I was like on a main deployment, um, it does kind of. I do get some aspects that are like more subtle or like maybe not even spoken of at all in the movie. Um, but like you know him being away from his family, swinging the bag, and just doing a mission at the same time, I get that stuff. But like I said, told you guys before, like it's also total bullshit because. That dude has like <laughs> there's no way he would do be able to do anything that he does in the movie. Like just like switch units like <laughs> just a like, hey man. Yeah, he, he just hey, sees I'm, people I'm, walking by, hey, hey, where where are you going? Can I can I can I come too? <laughs> I know he's an officer and everything, so you, he gets a little more but he's still like he's a, a very low ranking officer and he, what he's doing is like something that like a general maybe would maybe would be able to do. <laughs> but like it's just preposterous, man. And like that like it kind of takes away so on one hand, like it's kinda, you know, 
I, I get it a little bit what they're trying to do, but they they just butcher it because one that's not that that's not what an average service person gets to do, and like, and just two, it's it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I mean, like no one gets to do that and like it, it just it takes away the the, the the sacrifice nature of just having having to go where you're supposed to go and do your job as opposed to like i i don't know it's just i i could see what they're maybe trying to do but it just gets so lost and i don't know like bad screenwriting <laughs> he, he's just such a like He's so much of a cipher that, like, that's all he is. He's he's a blank slate. But it was such a good idea to do, like, from a um, a, a ground-level troop sort of point of view, because that really hadn't been done before. Sure. I, I guess besides before the Millennium era, which kind of, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but. I, think, I think the Millennium movies were the first times you really had military people. I mean, unless you count, like, the G-Force people, like, uh, is, like, real characters. Yeah. And even then, in all the situations, they have like some crazy advanced sci-fi mech. This would be like an actual like just a soldier. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that would be really yeah. cool if they did something with it and did it well. But his uh, problem is he has no personality, like none. Yeah, he just he's boring. And like, I, don't, I don't even I don't... blame poor Aaron Johnson for that. It's just bad. It's just it's, it's a, just it's faulty scripts. writing. You yeah, know? it's just and, a bad scripts. I'm just yeah. gonna put my cards on the table right now. Then, since that kind of segue way into that, the fucking script is 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 the the problem like i know a lot of fanboys like fuck gareth edwards and he's the worst and we're glad he's gone <laughs> I would, it was a script it was a, it was a bad script he directed the shit out of so many scenes in that movie like well, that hawaii scene you it, could teach that in a classroom man the yeah. way like the water yeah. comes to sort of signify him and, oh god there's so uh, much the that, way... i mean the stuff with the red flares um it's probably the first Jeez, uh, maybe the first kaiju movie, but definitely the first Godzilla movie since 54 where you get a real ground view kind of POV of what it's like being in the middle of a, a kaiju attack. Yeah, he directed... Um, I mean, I guess with the exception of Cloverfield because it's found footage, but I mean, yeah. like, the the low POV stuff. And it's, it's the same thing that you see in, like, the Rogue One trailer with the big AT-ATs on the beach. Like, yeah. that... He, he, he really did direct the hell out of this movie... And I mean, it's it's a faulty script, and it's because it's you know it's it's one of those things that happens a lot with big Hollywood movies. It's where they they take uh, bits and pieces from several scripts and merge them to get and get a, a writer to merge them all into one. And that's why a lot of ideas don't always gel together. And I mean, that's just kind of the norm right now with with this kind of filmmaking. But he he directed this movie very well and um i mean there's only so much a director can do to change or evolve a script that has that many problems can't direct a a crappy story (laughs) like and and make this you can't fix the story if he yeah if you're given a story this is what you're fixing but he yeah you just you can't fix that can, but can, can we talk for a second about Gilgate and feet and feetgate for a second? Because it's Dude, well, please. really quick before before, <laughs> we, before before we talk about Godzilla and the monsters. Um, so yeah, I mean the bad news is Ford sucks. The good news is, I mean I already said Brian Cranston was awesome, but 
Um, I two characters that I don't think get a whole lot of attention or praise that I think is kind of unfortunate are Ken Watabe, Watanabe as uh, Dr. Serizawa and um, uh, David Strathairn as Admiral Stens. Um, yeah. Those are both characters that I thought were really well were were really well done and well written. Um, and and you uh, great about them too is they actually if you think about it they f- feel maybe more like any other character since ever that they could f- actually fit into a Showa era movie and 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 work with it like they they seem like those sort of archetypes those sort of adult authority figures that are just like you know beacons of professionalism and mm-hmm. everything you want them to be and we haven't really seen that sort of exact sort and, of um, archetype since the 60s and i mean uh watanabe he he doesn't play it as like a shady scientist who's like keeping things from other people even though he's working for like a top secret government agency and um Strathairn's character i really like because he's so opposite from what you're used to seeing these uh tough you know square-jawed military generals that just want to kill the monster and be done with it you know he's he's just yeah. as confused and freaked out about everything as anyone else and you know, you know when, if this is a much worse movie it would be like some it'd be really easy to do some sort of archetype where a bunch of american meatheads are trying to just nuke a yeah, whole I mean, city I mean, or com- something compare like him to basically the equivalent character uh that kevin dunn played in the 98 movie and there's <laughs> it's like i was trying to do a subtle dig at a movie that may or may not be in the the multiplexes in japan right now this is all i'm trying to do <laughs> <laughs> it apparently was <laughs> um <laughs> but i mean uh yeah admiral stents he's he's just as freaked out about this as anyone and um, you know, he's, he's saying, you know, we, we got to try this idea using atomic bomb blast. And Sarah's, I was like, you know, no, you know, you know, living through, uh, Hiroshima, you know, he's just telling him like, this is a bad idea. And he's like, look, like my hands are tied. I legitimately have no other ideas. If you can think of anything, he's like, please tell me honestly. But, you know, and I, I mean, I really hope they bring both of those characters back because, um, when Ford's not on the screen, those guys carry the movie, and they do it very well. Yeah. So, so Godzilla, for... getting to Godzilla, yeah. um, I think we can, we're we all in agreement that Godzilla himself is awesome in the movie, but I know that you guys wanted to talk about the design and some of the um, kind of uh, the, the reactions <laughs> that the design prompted. Man, people were so angry about the gills like freaking out angry in the feet like people were I, I i don't know i saw a lot of belligerence and just fanboy rage about the uh the feet and the gills and just i don't i don't even know how to explain it and what gets me is if you compare it to the uh new godzilla that's in japan right now the 2016 film I, it, it it's such a radical departure that godzilla from the Shin Godzilla has like toes growing out of his toes. He has gills act, too. Has gills. They bleed all, blood or, or <laughs> yeah. out blood. The sludge. Or <laughs> also, I, I just is also CG. People were complaining about you know oh if it's not as you know it's not a suit it doesn't count. Like all the things that were people were critical about for the 2014 film, people don't care about now suddenly because it's being made from in Japan and it just makes me so angry. 
Like mm-hmm. there's there's a uh, just a, a mass of double standards, and I and I don't understand this because this Godzilla is very traditional in a lot of sense, and the, and the one in Japan right now is just if you know anything about the film, if you read any of the spoilers. It's probably not going to be. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and and the thing that bothers me more about that, honestly, is that people can't just bring it. To, I, and I mean, well, I'll I'll get to that in a minute. That some people have now, but so many people just can't bring themselves to admit. Like, uh, I mean, honestly, it would be less annoying if they said, like, well, if Toho does it, I don't mind as much. And I won't. I wouldn't agree with them, but I would at least kind of see the thought process. And I have seen a couple people say, like, "Well, I give Toho a little more leeway because um, you know Godzilla is their character and it belongs to them." And blah blah blah. And again, I see the thought process there, but let me tell you why it's flawed. the The reason why it's flawed is that just because Toho owned the rights to Godzilla. I mean, the people at Toho now, not a single person working at Toho now worked on the original Godzilla movies. All the all of Godzilla's creators have passed away. And, I mean, yeah, if, if this was an Ashiro Honda movie and he wanted to make all these changes, I, sure, I could see their point. But at this point, Godzilla's just... Jeez. Uh, well, maybe kind of how I feel about what Toho does to the characters sometimes. At this point, Godzilla is basically a prostitute that they hire out. <laughs> no, it's basically like, yes, it's owned by a company, but it's also like public domain in the sense of like we all kind of own it. To, right. like, it's like Sherlock Holmes or something or Frankenstein's monster. Right. Like We all and, kind of have and And by saying version. like, oh, I give them more leeway just because they own the character, like that doesn't make much sense to me because – the, the the actual creators of Godzilla are not with us anymore, so yeah. that doesn't make much sense. And then also, that also goes into the... And that's like saying, like, okay, if you're a Batman fan and you don't like the Batman in the new 52 comic books, like, you're dumb because, oh, DC owned the characters so they can do whatever they want with it. Like, I don't see it that way. And And then it also begs the question of, like, even if this were the original creators, like how far should they be w- able to go? Because it does happen sometimes where the original creators of a character either don't get what people like about the character or they do something with the character that just still feels completely wrong. Um, I know I'm mostly, I'm more of the horror guy here, but like the, the most well-known example of that is Hannibal Lecter and what happened to that character after Silence of the Lambs when, when Thomas Harris wrote the Hannibal no- novel and um, had him, like, run away with Clarice and, like... It, Completely out-of-character stuff, but it's yeah, the same yeah. it, it, author. I mean, it, it, that's, when, that, that's a case of, of a creator completely misunderstanding why people like their character. And, and it's also, go, taking it back to the Batman thing, it's like... Um, I forget who's who, like there's Finger and whoever else, but like what Batman is known for these days is like completely, not, I won't say completely different, but very, very different from what he was initially created as. And like, like what is the, the correct, so to speak, Batman? Is yeah. it the, you know, purple gloves shooting people, um, with, with actual guns or is it the Batman that we all kind of know? nowadays so it's like so so i mean that's just the argument that toho should have more leeway because they own the character just for those all those reasons all those examples i gave just 
it doesn't hold water for me. But I can at least see the thought process. The worst part are yeah. people that don't seem to want to admit that. <laughs> I, I just get sick of people not applying the same criteria to both films. That, that's what bugs me. It, it's like the blatant hypocrisy. Like, are you going to let Batman kill Joker? Because, like, that would defeat the whole purpose. Like, that's the thing. Batman does not kill Joker. Joker does not kill Batman. You ruin the dynamic if you let either of those two kill each other. Well, like, the Zack Snyder version might. Well, so, yeah, but that's Zack Snyder. He's the worst. He's the worst thing to ever happen to the DC uh, movie verse right now. But uh, it's just, I don't know. It, it it frustrates me because this this Godzilla is, in my opinion, looking to be like a more faithful version of the character than the one playing in Japanese theaters. Now we haven't seen the movie yet, but we've seen enough of the spoilers in the pictures and the design to know that like what we're getting out of the American film is more faithful an adaptation and presentation to the character that we've all like grown up with than what we're getting in released, you know, in American theaters here in the next couple months. And that's just kind of like befuddling to me that so many people are like gung ho about this and so very and the same people were so very critical of the 2014 release. Like I just I just don't understand the logic. Yeah, well, the so thing like is, like... if if this were the legendary movie I the that that this this fandom would have imploded. <laughs> yeah, I know. If if the same changes that were made, if there were such radical changes made to uh, the American Godzilla when it first came out, like people would have crapped themselves. It it makes me and honestly, it does make me wonder. In like an alternate universe, if Toho had made the exact exact same movie as Roland Emmerich in 1998. Would it be known as Gino still? Would it, you know, would people hate it as much? Like, I would have hated it still. Like, well, yeah, it been sensible <laughs> people, yes. But, um, you know, that's the thing is like, where, where do you really draw the line? And uh... yeah, I don't know, man. Matt's kind of hinting at something too. Like, there's to this day people who act like Godzilla twenty fourteen, like beat them for their milk money and left them dead or left them for dead on the street Which, okay. like there's just it's it's a very i don't know how big it is but, i feel like that I, I do vocal. feel like that's a minority but it is worth mentioning because the yeah the i mean we we all have they're issues. so happy to hate on him yeah I, I just don't get it because we all nobody's saying it's the the best movie no but to say I just don't understand how anyone could look at Godzilla as he's presented in this movie and take an issue with it. You can hate the design all you want, but to say that this movie was not a real It's the one that broke you and let, you know, <laughs> made you question yourself as a fan. Like, come on, dude. Like why didn't Mega Gears do that or Space Godzilla? <laughs> right, like... Yeah. Uh that's that's <laughs> madness to me. Um uh, but yeah, and, and and the gills, man. No one even talked about the gills. The, they weren't even a thing. The, like, yeah, they, they're, they're just there, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. And and can contrast that to Shin Godzilla, where he's like gushing goo out of his gills, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, oh, it's, and, it, and, and for those listening, it's far worse than we're talking about. If you don't know the spoilers, it's so much worse. <laughs> really, it's it just, is. yeah, and like. Uh, and I will just say because this is, I don't fucking care. This is not. Sorry if you guys have a probably need an explicit tag every time I'm on an episode. Yeah, we swear. But um, I mean the Bandai 
showed pictures. Oh, of, that's true. Yeah, it does. The Bandai's of, came out, uh, so we can probably talk about. Well, that. now that the, the movie's out in Japan, the the cat's out of the bag. But we're we're that's yeah, neither he nor here nor there. Uh, yeah, but they've shown pictures of the Type A, Type B, like uh, larval forms of Godzilla. Like, what? That is so far outside. Like, yeah, I mean. Yes, Godzilla started out in some versions as Godzilla Saurus, or you know, and even then it wasn't like a huge people like fan. I love the '91 film, but I just I tolerate that aspect of it. I can't stand that origin for him. But like you know, in the context of the film, it kind of works. But like that, like having these larval chicken forms of Godzilla is so far out of the character, and so they, they also hor- they just look horrible. And it just it takes away the mystique of the characters, like knowing the Joker's definitive origin is just like at least in That's this version. Point, actually, at least in this, this version, Godzilla is he's just who he is from the beginning, and you know, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I just, don't know, man. I the, the, the so double standards are crazy, but before so, we um, move on, just real quick, how so? How would you guys rate? this design like the design are we doing like numerically or like um top five top ten um geez how many designs are there um there's lots (laughs) there's so many um i i could see it in the top ten okay um the one thing i don't like about this or the 2016 godzilla is i don't like that his dorsal fins are the same color as the rest of him I knew I you were gonna like, say. <laughs> I always like the yeah. silver, the silver dorsal plates, but I guess yeah, yeah. I guess nobody cares about that anymore. Thanks, guys. They ruined <laughs> Hideki Anno and Gareth Edwards ruined my childhood. There. <laughs> oh man, um, this design is not my favorite. It's kind of in the bottom tier. It's still recognizable as Godzilla. Um, I, I would change some of the proportions on him. I'm not a huge fan of how like small the spikes are compared to like how huge he is. And I think the head's a little bit too small. And, he, and he, he's a little like he's kind of ugly. He's got like those like, like tiny little beady eyes, and his and his snout is a little bit I don't know. But it, it's recognizable as Godzilla, which to me is the main thing. If if you get that the silhouette down and, and it looks like Godzilla, I'll deal with it. But I don't have I have like the giant jack specific godzilla figure but i don't have like an x plus figure of this godzilla because i'm not crazy about the design so um it's probably like in my bottom five honestly it doesn't have that like the sleek appeal that a lot of the other like toho godzilla designs have yeah i have um i like the i I like the regular aspect of it um so I, it's definitely top ten. Depending on when you ask me, it'll be top five. I, I have both X plus figures. Um, I, I really do like it. I, I sometimes in the con, in the film, he's not betrayed very well. Like that final walk, that heroic thing at the end. Like he looks like a giant yeah, bag a- at times or slug. <laughs> like the the physics just seems kind of off. Maybe it's because we're just used to seeing like a more uh, stoic man in suit kind of where it doesn't move. But he's just jiggling way too damn much on that walk. And uh, some views, his face looks really just frumpy. Man, we um, got to stop body shaming Godzilla. Come on. That's what it sounds like. But overall, um, I think the CGI could use some improvements on the next go around. But 
as a as a design, I wouldn't change uh, a thing. Really, I just think that the physics could be improved, and uh, it doesn't need to emote, man. Like if you look at crocodiles and T Rex and Jurassic Park, they they don't need to have all these like ranges of facial expression. Godzilla's fifty years, sixty years now, where he's not, you know, snarling. You know, maybe a little bit of a, you know kind of Elvis-like snarl, that's fine, stuff like that. But he doesn't need to be able to, like, have these range of expressions, you know. Well, listen, the next Godzilla movie, we all know that he all he's going to do is stand there, so he's got the uh, non-emoting <laughs> thing down. Yeah, that's... Um, so, uh, how do you guys feel about the Mutos? Because I love the Mutos. I actually think that they're very much in the tradition of Godzilla villains, and... They're probably one of the best original creations in the in the whole series since since the Heisei period, probably. They're okay. Like I, I don't I don't love them as monsters. I think they're very well executed in the film, and like when they're on screen, I enjoy them because like they cause a fair amount of destruction. The the male Mutu is actually a lot of fun to watch, especially when when, when he's fighting Godzilla. Um, I, I don't. I don't know, like in this in the scheme of things, they're kind of like a bottom tier monster for me. Oh, but on. on the, I don't know, in the <laughs> film, like they're cool, but like give me Gigan any day of the week over these things. I don't know, I just they're not. They're, they're eh, but they, they work for what they are. I agree with Matt. They're okay. They're serviceable. Um, they definitely work better than Orga, Orga or Megaguirus. I think for for <laughs> me, but. Um, Org is the worst. Those are those are low bars. So, um. Um, and finally, before we wrap up, I, I we have to talk about the finishing kill because this is like the it's it's the best finishing kill of any monster movie like ever. Like I yeah. love it. When I yep. saw it in the theater, I I my heart like leapt out of my body. Like it was. It's yeah. so cool, and I and you know I think that everyone kind of expected him to do like the King Kong thing, where he just breaks open the jaw, but to have him breathe fire down the 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 Muto's neck was just it's a great um, sort perfect. of perfect psycho. I was l- literally thinking that in the theaters, just like oh they're gonna do that, man, come on, yeah, and I- then it just goes another route, and it's like whoa. <laughs> And also, yeah, I also, uh, I love how um, you see. Uh, I think it's uh, on Ford's face before he lights up to breathe the the beam the first time. You see the blue reflecting off his face, and then they show the tail lighting up, and it's like, oh wow, you know. I still have a problem. That they never showed like any collateral. Um, you could go through that movie thinking it's an ice beam. There's nothing really <laughs> to signify that that's fire. Or how destructive it is because it doesn't really hit anything else. Um, that's just one thing I would like to see. Like it actually impact buildings or, or military vehicles in the sequel because you really don't get a, a yeah. feel for what it's doing. I do. Man, agree only with you, you there. would think of that. <laughs> no, no, I I totally agree. Well, not the ice beam part, but like I I agree with you that I want to see Godzilla nuke the military. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway, I if if you take. I think there's four moments in the movie that make that movie, and if you take them out, that movie's going to suck. And that's Godzilla's initial appearance. That's going to be the tail whip when he kills the first Muto. And then the initial time he uses his beam and then the, the, the kill at the end. Those four moments in the movie are like 
wow moments. And if you take some of the best out, in the series, they really are. And if you take an evil mouth, though, like that movie sucks. But with them, in, with them, with them in the movie's actually like to me, that that's what makes a movie worth watching. Because every time I watch it, I'm like, man, those movie, those those moments are awesome. And I was like, like cheering in the theater when I saw that happen. So I, I loved the in kill. I love when Godzilla used his beams for the first time. And I, and I love when he like beat the crap out of the Muto with his tail because I wasn't expecting it. All so. right. Well, how many gills do you guys give this out of five? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go two and a half. Like it's it's a middle two and a half gills, man. That's two and a half low. gills. Hey, it's, gills. he's allowed to he's allowed to, to rank it out how many gills he wants. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two and a half. Uh, two and a half gushing gills. <laughs> oh, cute a little. <laughs> That's disgusting. I, I'd say. Either a three or a three and a half. Like this movie does change literally like every um every time I see it, it just depending like what I ate that morning or whatever, like I just have different react like it just sometimes the stuff with Ford just it's like nails on a chalkboard, sometimes it's just like okay, you know, whatever. Um so just uh, maybe a three. Yeah. yeah. I'm 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 kinda with you on on that. I'm stuck between a three and a three and a half. I don't I don't think it's low enough for a three, but I don't think it's high enough for a three and a half. So I'm kind of stuck in the middle. Again, it kind of depends on like how generous I I feel. I mean, today I'm feeling okay, so I'll give it a three and a half. But tomorrow I might just be like, yeah, fuck four, just a three. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like that's how we should just sign off this episode. Just fuck forward. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, that's the Legendary Godzilla movie. We're finally done recapping the Godzilla series. At the end of the year, we'll be here talking about Shin Godzilla. Um, Till then, uh, enjoy us talk about other... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.